What's up, boys and girls? It's your dudes, Proctor and Nixon, and we're back for week seven NFL action here at Two in the Bink. Uh, off of a, a frustrating week six, and I think we're going to touch on that some right off the get-go. The, the shitty thing is, man, is it's, I expect week seven to be equally frustrating just with the, the bye week hell that we're experiencing. Uh, talk to us about week six, man. Yeah, um, I think one the sort of the moral of, of 2021 DFS is just that um, you the field has adjusted in terms of um, injury news. So like these guys who are, um, you know, the, when they are coming in for a backup, you know, three years ago, Kareem Hunt would have been 20, 25% owned or whatever. Uh, Terry McLaurin would have been like unowned because people wouldn't have wanted to risk it. Um, but these days uh, it just isn't, it just isn't the case. So, you know, the, if the field, you know, if these players project well, the field is, is playing them. Um, so, you know, Kareem Hunt, uh, I think like on Yahoo, he was like 60% owned, almost 60% owned in, in their main GPP. I think in the Millie maker, he was like over 40 um, you just can't, you can't play these. And I think Terry McLaurin was like over 20. You just can't play these injured guys at, at that kind of ownership. Um, so I think that was sort of my big takeaway. I had talked a little bit on the fantasy points podcast, just that, um, we really weren't sure what was going on with McLaurin and with hunt. And they came out on Sunday and basically said that hunt was like, like hurt. Like, I think if Chubb was, fine then hunt probably would have sat and i think that's you know it's tough to play a guy like that at 45 50 percent ownership in a, in a big tournament so i think ownership is even more important this year than it was two years ago and i think something to be cognizant of and you know that hunt ownership you said was around what and most major it was field. like 40 something percent in the millimaker i mean it was Dude, that it was just high. shows that just shows the edge that we still have on players when you're playing DFS smart and you're using late swap because there were all, there's no reason he should have been that highly on when you have F one at what did, what did you say? He was, he was 20 something, right? He's yeah. at 20, 20 something. And he flops like he did, you know, that those lineups, a lot of those dead lineups didn't even try to come off of hunt. A lot of those lineups had hunt and yeah, cool. If hunt works out and you didn't have, you know, McLaurin, then then you're in a good spot still. But, dude, I mean, it just – he wasn't a good play from the get-go in major field. But when it comes to being a late game, and you, you – at that point, you have a firm grasp of what his ownership's going to be like. There's no reason to be playing him in your lineups. And, uh, you know, yeah, hindsight's 2020. It's easy to say that now. But I just I, – I was completely unexposed – to Kareem Hunt uh, last week, and that was before late swap. Uh, the unfortunate thing is I was one of those F1 guys. And, you know, we were talking about that before we came on here, but it's just soft tissue injuries aren't anything that you should really be risking. Um, you know, it's interesting because it's not a soft tissue, but I think that, you know, we'll probably touch on Antonio Gibson and and see what thoughts are on him this week because no one's going to own that guy. Everyone thinks he's dead, and he very well could be. It is the Washington football team. I guess let's if we're going to go into week seven, let's let's touch on that game right off the bat because 
Aaron Jones probably projects to be the highest owned running back on on DraftKings, I would say, or up there as far as the expensive options. Um, I mean, where are you at on Gibson, man? I, I know it's not something that we like to do, but, you know, he was back at practice today. Um, as someone that owns him in a shit ton of dynasty leagues, I was kind of hoping that they just said, hey, we're moving this guy to IR. But, I mean, what is his price? He's like 5800 I think, isn't he? Right under six k. And he didn't finish the game last week. So there's always reason to, to have concern at that point. But, I mean, talk to me. Are you just completely n- no exposure when it comes to Gibson? I, th- I think so. I think it, it's, it's sort of similar to last week. There's There are a lot of, like, really good, good running back plays. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I'm, I last week um, was focused on, on – you know, Daryl Henderson, Joe Mixon, it, it was similar to last, you know, last week it was like Kareem Hunt was the best play, but there were all these other running backs that were like really good plays who, you know, have a shot to, to beat him out in, um, you know, this week we've got the same, we've got Henderson, we've got Swift, we've got uh, Chuba, Daryl Williams, um, Leonard Fournette, who's a guy that probably, will continue not to be owned, uh, Joe Mixon. Um, so I just – I don't think I can play Gibson. So just does that the, mean the you're role, off from the Yeah. I, I just – I think the problem is, is, you know, if they get to the one-yard line, it's it's going to go to Gibson. If they – Or Patterson. If throw a ton. Yeah. If they throw a ton, it's going to be a lot of uh, McKissick. I mean, I, you know – and on top of it, you know, Washington football team is just bad. You know, Taylor Heineke is bad. And so. Uh, but two is going to save that franchise, dude. You know, that trade's <laughs> going to go through and then two is going to come there. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I, I hear you, but it's like, okay. So, you know, I, I preface this with saying that I, I think that, that Aaron Jones will be one of the most highly owned players on this slate. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I, think, I don't think he will. He shouldn't be. If you're saying that Washington football team, everybody in that offense is dead, I mean, because I, I can't imagine that – I haven't seen the injury uh, news on F1, but I can't imagine he's just completely healed after last week. So if there's no one to play on that side, I mean, it's that I just see that being an A.J. Dillon game then. And I yeah. don't, I'm, I'm obviously not suggesting to play A.J. Dillon at all. And I think I think the field has has sharpened up on on the fact that Dylan is being used as much as as he is so I don't think we're going to see much ownership on uh on Aaron Jones I think if I don't think that game is going to have much ownership I mean you look at yeah you look at all the you know the um projections out there you look at all of the like the pace projections and stuff um and I just I don't think you're going to see much from that I think I think think that total is wrong then I mean it's always scary to say that in a in in an Aaron Rodgers game but I mean it's not like it's a 53 what it's setting I think at 48 and a half unless it's moved but I just if if we're not getting any life at all from Washington side of the ball then I mean I don't think that Green Bay is going to go out there and put up 35 I mean what did they do against the Bears last week what was the do you remember what their team total was um a second it's also gonna points 24 points dude against the bears and like 
I get it that the defense is better than Washington, which is crazy to say <laughs> considering everybody's priors coming in the season. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, that's a game that I'm off as well. I just, I've seen a lot of chatter about Aaron Jones early in the week, and here we are. You know, it's Thursday night, so shit always changes. We said I hit you up. You know, Saturday, I'm in Asheville, uh, North Carolina, vacation with some friends, and I hit you up through text. And I was like, dude, our podcast is meaningless now. CMC scratch, like so much yeah. shit changed. So a lot can change between now and Saturday. And obviously the people that are listening to us, they, they continue doing their research through the weekend. But that's just not – that's I, – I, you know me. I, I One, I've got a, a an affinity for uh, Gibson. But even more than that, I have an affinity for playing these off-the-wall plays that no one has and – Usually there's a reason no one has them, but every now and then it works out. And Gibson is just is was one of those guys that I was like, man, is it too cute? Because I mean, granted, yeah, he's only 58, but it's not you a good really plan, need man. to spend that on a player that you you know when you can spend seven hundred dollars more and have Mixon probably yeah. at next to nil ownership this week in a matchup that I, I love that no not many people are talking about. Yeah, I think I think we've wasted enough time on Gibson. Yeah. It's just a bad play. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think I think Daryl Henderson will be the highest owned running back probably on DraftKings. Um, I think he'll be up there, up there on FanDuel too. Um, but on Fan, it's it's interesting the the difference between DraftKings and FanDuel this week, where like on FanDuel, all these like backup running backs like Devontae Booker um and Daryl Williams and them, they are more reasonably priced on FanDuel. So I think you're going to see a lot more ownership on them. Like, uh, you know, Chuba is like a couple hundred less than um, Daryl, Daryl Henderson on DraftKings, but he's like a thousand less on, on FanDuel. Yeah. I think on FanDuel, Daryl Williams is going to probably be the highest on player over there. I think overall, I don't even think just running back. I think he'll probably garner the most and rightfully so. I mean, he ran pretty pure last week uh, with those two touchdowns on the ground and uh, an abysmal, like less than three yards per carry, I think. But guess what? That team's probably going to live in the red zone against fucking Tennessee Titans defense. Um, you know, hot take for your sports betting. Uh, I think Tennessee, I, I would not be surprised at all if they, if they beat Kansas City in that game. But um, yeah, I, I, I love Henderson, man, but like I just, I, I expect it to be through the air so much in this game. And yes, Henderson catches balls, so he could still get there for sure. But dude, I could see, you know, Stafford wanting to throw up, you know, 63 points uh, in that game and, and just demanding that they just keep their, their foot on the gas pedal. I mean, where are you at? You think Henderson's the best play in that game? Um, I mean, I think all of the, the Rams yeah. pieces are just good plays. I do think, you're going to see people. So like the, the winning teams um, last week were the Stafford Henderson cup. Um, so I think you're going to see that, that the, you know, Henderson and Stafford together over owned, um, you know, he caught a, what a, like a 30 yard, 20 yard touchdown catch. That's not going to be the norm. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's catching balls, but he's not, you know, he's not getting the eight target girly work from back in the day. Um, so I don't think I would do that. I think I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I don't have those two paired together. Um, so I think that's one thing that's, that's important too. And, and people continue, 
to do that. And I think in this day and age, you know, it's, it's rare that you're winning um, a GPP with, you know, the quarterback and the running back on the same team. And I think the Millie maker winner, I think they had, they had Henderson and cup, right? I don't think they had Stafford because they had Baker, right? I mean, don't get me started on that lineup. Yeah. It was honestly though. I get it. I know. I know. know. And it wasn't as bad as the one that was, that was winning most of the day, but it's still, no. it was just one of those. I think that's what pissed me off the most about it is when you pointed out how much sense it made. And I was like, Oh God damn it. It does. Whoever built sense. that lineup, like hand built it thinking about ownership and, and, you know, they played diamond people's Jones. They played Baker, uh, you know, coming, you know, as the, as the leverage off of a 45% owned cream hunt. I mean that, but I think that's the stuff, you know, that's the stuff you have, have to do. Um, and it's like looking looking back on last week, like Ricky Seals Jones was just like the easiest play in the world, and yeah. he was probably not as high owned as as he should have been. Um, yeah, but you know, he, yes, I agree. I I had him probably like eighty percent. Um, but again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Man, he caught that one long bomb for a touchdown, and you know, it didn't do anything after that. That offense didn't really do anything after that, but it is tight end. So we're always looking to pay down unless we've got, um, you know, one of the studs in a, a smash spot that, that projected next to nil on ownership. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't fault the people that have dealt with RSJ over the last four years uh, for fading him, you know, just because he has Logan Thomas usage, but at the same time, the Logan Thomas usage in a, an offense that, had a bunch of injured skill position players was enough for me. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly, I played him exactly for what he had, you know, I, I didn't expect him to catch eight catches for two touchdowns and in 90 yards, he got exactly what I wanted, but how often does that go awry when you're fading one of these, you know, one of the Kelsey's like the fact that Kelsey, I mean, which he ended up still having a fine day, didn't he? Yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey was fine, but, but I mean, he, what he, he had 18. I mean, he was one yard away from the, yeah, the bonus, price, but I don't want that. Yeah. But the, I mean, the, the thing about it is how many, I mean, how many weeks are we going to keep chasing the, you know, the Mahomes 40 point game? I mean, Mahomes is doing good, but he's not, I mean, the chiefs are not right right now. So, you know, when you're throwing two picks a game, I don't know. And I think, I think this is a week where everyone is so the industry is, and we talked about this early on in the season, the industry is so focused on these game stacks and that's because it's a little bit um, of laziness um, and a little bit of, you know, you know, trying to do, what you weren't doing the year or two before, you know, everyone's sort of late catching up. And this is another, this is another week where there's three or there's what three, four offenses that I think you can stack and you don't have to play players from the other team, but the field is always going to bring it back because that's what they're doing. People are just clicking optimize. Which there was in that speaking of which in the Millie maker, there was no bring back, right? Um, I don't think there. I don't think there was. It was no. It was Baker and 
uh, DPJ and there was no one on the other side. Unless he didn't have Connor, did he? No. I don't think so. Yeah, there was no bring back. And, and again, that it it made sense, you know. Um, so, I mean, we'll, no, you've been you've been preaching that uh, this season. It sucks because it keeps it does work out a lot of times still. So, I mean, I, I say it sucks, but it, it's great, when, you know, that most of the field is still doing that. And in a tournament, if you're trying to bink, you're trying to look for a way to really separate yourself from the field. And I think a Mahomes stack this week with no bring back from Tennessee is a great way to do that. Uh, I think, you know, it's funny. You just said how often are, is everyone going to keep, you know, chasing that Mahomes 40-point game and everything I've looked at, man, he's he's probably going to be the highest on quarterback again this week. Yeah. And I man. get it. It's Tennessee. I get it. Yeah. I mean – and I, I'll say, you know, last week, Lamar Jackson was the best play on the slate, but he was – there. a quarterback should never be 25% owned. It just shouldn't – it just shouldn't happen. There, you know, there's – it's too variable of a position, too much variance from, you know, QB1 to QB3. You know, they're not projecting to outscore them by 10 or something. So that's something, again, to consider – this week, um, I think I think Hertz may end up really popular just because of just because of his price. Yeah, but I think in tournaments, 69. in tournaments, Mahomes is Mahomes is going to be pretty popular. And on Hertz, Hertz is another one. You know, people are. I've listened to a few pods in the industry, and everyone's talking about like, you know, who do you stack Hertz with? You know, Smith or no Goddard? One. And it's like you don't have to. No one. Yeah. Um, you just. I you think just, that total is probably too low. I'm 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 embarrassed to admit this, but I like Derek Carr a lot this week. Um, I just I think that could be one of those games that we see, you know, four touchdowns from each offense, and you're hoping that each quarterback at least throws three. I, I think that this is me maybe buying into a, a dumb narrative, but I think with Gruden out of there. They're really letting Carr show that, like, all right, he can be the guy with it's not, it wasn't a Gruden thing. Carr can be our quarterback. And dude, he looked fucking great last week. Like, he, he looked like one of the best quarterbacks in football against that Denver defense. And I know the Denver defense isn't what we thought they were the first three, four weeks of the season, but still, you know, everyone thought that that was a massive letdown spot for, for Vegas coming off of Gruden being fired and, and playing a, a divisional foe. And, and like, he looked awesome and he could have, racked up more points they just started feeding jacobs finally that's it was the weirdest thing you know used we're used to seeing these workhorse non-ppr for the most part running backs get there early in games and often and then they didn't even go to jacobs till like late in the game basically <laughs> yeah i mean jacobs is just a slug yeah. um i think i think he'll have some ownership just with how philly has has kind of stunk but i I'm not. I'm not stoked about that game. I think the total's a little high. You think it's high? Philly hasn't allowed like the deep, the deep bombs like they had in years past. And really, the only way the Raiders have have had big, uh, big weeks is on you know when when Carr gets those those bombs to Ruggs. Edwards and Rugs. So I just feel like they're using Rugs now the way that they they're scheming touches to him. And yeah, I get it. Uh, you know, it's not too often that he's going to 
you know, he's running pretty good right now to, to keep getting behind the safeties on these long bombs, but they've, they've got Waller. Who's an afterthought right now. You know, what's his price on DK? Is anyone going to play Waller? He's like, no one talks about Waller anymore. He's still oh, 6,700 goddamn dollars yeah. though. Damn. He's just not, he's not getting that usage. No, they listen to Manning, dude. They, the Mannings were roasting them for 17 targets in that first game. And it's like, he's, he's not seen any usage anywhere like that since then. Well, I think it's, it's, um, I think Renfro has eaten into middle of the field. Yeah. The, because there was, he had, I'm pretty sure he had bad splits with Renfro last year, if I can remember, because Renfro was hurt at a certain point. So I think that's really been like, if there's a week that Renfro were to be out, I would just be like all in on Waller. But uh, that's, that's sharp, man. I haven't, I need to look in that. I haven't even thought about that. It makes, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he had splits with him. I can't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure he had splits. I, hmm. I don't remember if it was, it was Barrett or some, I'm pretty sure it was Barrett posting about it because Barrett loves to post the pictures of, like Renfro as like an, an accountant or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> something he had, I think he had posted the meme That's of like, so Barrett. you know, the girl looking at Hunter Renfro instead of Darren Waller or whatever, yeah. like the, the meme, I'm pretty sure it was Renfro. And I'm pretty sure as his snaps like increased, Waller had that sort of dip at the, at the end of the year last year. But yeah, I think they just sort of cannibalize each other where they're both doing the same thing. And then, the majority of, uh, you know, cars production is coming from these deep passes. And I think that they did use a little more play action last week, which is encouraging. Um, it's just hard to, it's just hard to imagine that car is really going to continue to keep this. Up. I know, man, I know, but they, they, it's like Drake might become a thing now too, that, that Gruden's gone. They, like he saw his most usage on the season, even the games that Jacobs was out uh, last week with Jacobs healthy. That's, but again, I, that's, that's a, definitely a game that I am targeting. I, I get where you're coming from on not being in love with that, especially considering how much the field will have uh, probably too much of the Philly side. If they already love hurts, you know, like you said, they're going to stack him with someone. So it's not, an ideal scenario if uh, you're trying to be cute, knowing that you're probably up against uh, a large percentage of people playing a quarterback from one of those teams. But before we go to the next, you know, the, the, our favorite games or games that you are really on, I want you to tell me how much you fucking love James Conner this week, dude. <laughs> like, but for real, I, I, it's James Conner. I get it. But against Houston – at $5,600, man, talk me out of this. It's James Conner, so that's all you have. I, like, more than just saying it's James Conner, talk me out of playing him. Please. I'm not playing James Conner, man. Against Houston, you don't think that we are gonna we can see it? I mean, it's it's in his range of outcomes to have a three-touchdown game. What did, what did Edmonds do last week? Nothing. Um, Nothing. In a game that they lived in the red zone. It's funny, so many people looked at the score of that game after the fact and were like, like they should have had so many more points. They died in the red zone so many drives and just kicked field goals. Yeah, Kyler played lights out, but like they were very inefficient in the red zone last week. And 
I get it. You're wasting a running back spot and it's $5,600 isn't free, but in tournaments, you don't see any upside at all. I'm just not like, I'm not going to play the guy who has to get two has to get two goal line scores to do it. You know, just, I'm just not going to do it. All right. That's enough of that then. So tell me who we should be in love with this week other than the you know the titans chiefs game that we already touched on that's an obvious i think 56 the really interesting leverage play this week is going to be miles sanders and it's disgusting it's disgusting but jalen hurts should be the highest owned quarterback of the slate we've seen sanders sort of creeping uh up there with um yeah last game his 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 snap count was like Gamewell, I think had like what three or four snap, or like he was barely in the game last week, and in a in a game that most people thought would be a, a Kenny Gainwell game. Um, I love that, and that's one way. Like, no one's gonna play Miles and Jalen together. Right. Like, yep. No one's gonna do that. And what's his price on DK? Five K. Okay, fuck James Conner. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, we're gonna edit. We're gonna pay our editors to edit this. The James Connors talk out of this. Uh, yeah, that's that's enough for me. I, I love that. Um, it, it makes tons of sense. We've seen the dude. They're you know they're coming off the bye. We've seen the dude get there before. Um, yeah, you don't have to do much to convince me there. Yep. Um, I mean, so that that's your favorite piece of that game. I yeah, wouldn't sure say it's my favorite piece, but tournaments, I, I really, the... I'm really going to look like if it's really going to depend on um, what that, what the ownership is going to come in for uh, Hertz. But if he comes in, you know, uh, in that, you know, 25% range, like, like Lamar did last week or 20%, then I'll probably have a handful of, of, Sanders, I think I just think this something is... I was looking at earlier had Jalen like sub five percent. Yeah, and I was no like, "There's chance. no way." Yeah, yeah, he's going to be really highly owned. Um, all right, I like that. I mean, it, it, what is your favorite game this week? Is it the Titans, Kansas City? Did I bury the lead by bringing that up? No, I don't think so. I think I, because I think everyone's just going to be everyone's going to be hyper focused on that. I really like the Ravens. Bengals game. I like to get back on Lamar there. Um, you have the big hitting pieces. You know, Mixon can rip off the big runs. Chase can rip he's off. He's too cheap. Yes. I, I still think he's too cheap for the type of usage we're seeing. I think that Chris Evans <laughs> touched, touched on through the air last week probably does a lot of wonders for that ownership. Um, I think they want to still – they paid him. I think they want to let him be a workhorse. Um, yeah, I, I love that game. And I mean, is Boyd just dead? Like, is, well, is he a guy that we shouldn't be playing? In, or do you think his time is he's going to just have one of those weeks where it's a Boyd week? Every, you know, Not everyone talks. Week. Everyone talks about like you know, oh, you know, who do you stack Burrow with? And it's like, it's just Chase. It's like Burrow doesn't hit his ceiling unless yeah. he hits a bomb to Chase. You know, I mean, that's just that's just how. It works, right? Do you love Bateman? Um, I think Bateman's a good play. I'm wondering if he ends up with too he's much gonna ownership. Be, he's going to be chalky. And I think he does, I think he'll be about 
And if he does end up um, in that, you know, where he's going to be like the most popular pairing with Lamar, then you just go back to Hollywood who, you know, nobody's going to pair with this week because he did it again where he, you know, missed out on a touchdown or whatever. And so I think, I think that's what you, that's what you do. You go right back to Lamar and Hollywood Lamar, Lamar just like, wasn't a good tournament play last week at, at ownership. He was a great play just at baseline. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people in, decided to go all in on him anyway. I don't know. I think that's what we have to consider is getting right back on to Lamar will probably be my highest owned quarterback unless he ends up, unless the industry decides the same thing. You know, like if the industry decides it's time to get right back on Lamar, then we'll have to figure something else out. It's interesting, right? Because, you know, everyone does the galaxy. All all the sharps, I feel like, do the galaxy brain shit come Saturday night when they're, you know, sitting what they or or Sunday morning with your ass when I can't get a text back until 1205. You texted me me a lineup with Darius Slayton. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. I go, I sent him a lineup with Darius Slayton. I go, how bad is this? He goes, well, considering Slayton just got ruled out, it's pretty bad. (laughs) Real bad. Oh man. man, but uh, uh, yeah, they they we do the galaxy bring thing every week, and I I th- I think I could absolutely see Stafford being higher on the Lamar this week. I get it at the price point, especially you know the narrative. I'm not saying that Stafford's a, a bad play at all, but I don't think Lamar will be one of the top two highest on player players at the QB position this week, and he should be. Yeah. You think Kyler is do you think anyone's gonna own Kyler? Um they want Cliff wants him to be MVP, right? Cliff was out last week, he's back this week. Like Cliff wants him to to have a field day against this goddamn atrocious team. Pair him with Connor. <laughs> I and I mean Kyler's a guy too that people don't want to play because they can't yep. figure out who to pair him with. And he's another guy that I'm, you know, Even it, without doing that, it's, uh, you can, I, I think I might pair him with Brandon cooks. That's what I was about to say, dude. I was about to say, Hey, you know how to pair him with Brandon cooks. Cause no one's going to play Brandon cooks this week either. And guess what? Cooks is a really good play this week he's a good in, a, in a game that they're, yeah, I mean, last week I understood. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like that against the Colts defense, but yeah, um, I was like, I was like all in on him last week. You had a lot of cooks. Wait, who was no, it? They had the week before. They had a. T- he had a tough matchup the week before. Yes, yeah, he it had was, two uh, Patriots. Right. He had the two tough matchups in a row and where he had. Uh, play him. Well, I think people are starting to realize how good his role is, but. I don't know if they realize like quite how good his role is. Like I don't his know how you don't realize that if you watch football, how do you not realize how good his role is? His role is like the stones. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see where he comes in, but he's a guy that I definitely want to have more than the field on. Pretty much every week. 
one of these weeks he's gonna he's gonna have a touchdown you know that's like 30 40 yards and people yeah, are gonna be like disgusted with themselves all right I, I guess I'll end this way by saying the thing that I don't understand this week and okay I, I get it it's a it's a cheap play. It's a, a fresh off the bye week. It's a divisional opponent. I don't understand why the Jets' defense is projecting to be so highly owned. They're only twenty four hundred dollars on DraftKings, so I understand that. But we, Mac Jones has been good, very is, good. I'm. Sh- is it going to be? I think. Yep. I think that might be like the that early week where like it's that cheap defense that they've had a couple sacks or whatever. And I'm wondering if it ends up actually happening. I've heard a lot of sharps on Jets covering. And, I mean, that spread, really? it wasn't – yes. Mm. Yes. Not mm. winning, but but covering the spread. And the spread's not egregious. I think it opened at like a, 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 or a minus six, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Jack the whole – Wilson stinks, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's bad. It sucks because he looked he he fooled everyone that thought he was bad in the preseason when he was having good preseason games, and then yeah, now he just looks like oh wow, he's a preseason quarterback. Like he should not be playing in the regular season, probably. No, he's. I mean, he's bad, man. So I think I think the Giants' defense is the best. I think they're going to end up. The highest owned or Arizona. Arizona is like mispriced on on DraftKings. Like, how is a team that is like a 17 point favorite? $3,100. Yeah, $3K. Bizarre. It'll be an interesting week. And then on Fandle, I think Tampa Bay is going to be massively owned. I think we do real quick have to talk about Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, you, you hit my favorite play already right off the top of the podcast. I love Fournette this week. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, – and I guess I should come back to that. We we had talked about sort of the favorite play. I mean, Leonard Fournette is the probably the best running back play on the slate at cost, and projections have not really caught up to that yet. Um, I mean, he's now had, what, three three weeks in a row where he's been the – Seen the, elite usage. Yeah. And, I mean, these are the times to play him before the Rojo trade happens. Because well, it's probably going to happen. Play him. They blasted the Dolphins. And so, you know, you saw Rojo in, in the second half when they're up yeah. a million. Um, you know, he's a, they're a, what, a 13, 14 point favorite at, at home. But I also think Brady, you know, this is another one. You can play Brady with two bucks and you don't have to play a bear. Like just when you're setting your rules and your optimizer, exclude the bucks exclude you know the there are guys on the lions but you don't you don't need them i mean you, i you love ex- i love swift this week but swift is probably the only guy that i would this, play on the to lions. that same point dude i i like the a rob week's gonna happen and he's at 5100 dollars right now and i don't think mooney's a bad play either like that that defense sucks I think they, they will kill the the Bears, but it's not like, you know, if if they go up huge, it's not like 
Chicago is going to stop swinging. They're going to come. He's he's. They're going to come out swinging the entire game. Yes, it's field, so I understand that. But I, I think that I, I, just, I would. I would maybe rather say Rob fanboy and me that just wants to see that happen. Because can you believe that we were finally in the year 2021, Proctor? And he has what everyone told us all fucking offseason, dude. His best quarterback he's ever had in his career, which still might not be wrong. And and mm-hmm. he's having this fantasy season. Yeah. How, wild, how wild is that, though? <laughs> the wild thing is that he's going to retire with having Blake Bortles as the best quarterback he's ever had. Yeah. What, what a life. <laughs> but no, I just – like, I would rather differentiate from the field by not having any Bears. Like, because – the common thing people do is they just click the button. I want a quarterback with a wide receiver, two wide receivers and a bring back and they click their button. And they let the optimizer do the thing. I would rather just exclude uh, the bears exclude the Texans other than, other than cooks. Um, and I would probably exclude the lions, maybe a little bit of Deandre Swift, but you know, people are going to have, you're going to see all these lineups with Brady and two with uh, Mooney and, and, Allen Robinson, and you're going to see all these Stafford lineups with Amon, Ra, St. Brown. Like, I don't know why he was popular last week. I don't know why he'll ever be popular, you know, but that's, that's sort of my two cents. And you don't have to play cooks. Obviously he's the best bring back, but they're still, you know, the Texans are bad. So you can play Kyler literally just by himself. And everyone talks about, you know, you need to have correlation. And it's like, that's totally cool. Like play Kyler play too many stacks, you know, do, I don't know, uh, Jamar Chase and Hollywood and, you know, Derrick Henry and Miko Hardman, whatever. I don't know. You just do these mini stacks and that makes the rest of your lineup easier while you still have, you know, a better quarterback play. So, you know, you don't have to just like shotgun and click the highest projected players in each spot, you know, do a little bit of work correlate your lineup you know that's why all of the best pros from back in the day of most of them do a lot of their stuff by hand or if they don't do it by hand they spend uh editing it to you know 12 hours on their rules and stuff so people just don't do that they just want to click a button and get 100 lineups yeah i mean it's it's as simple as this y'all and we'll sign off with this uh, this this week's going to be fun. Uh, it's probably going to change a lot between now and come Sunday morning. But really, the one thing you need to keep in mind is don't make lineups that fucking suck. We'll see you guys next week.